I don't know how to describe it other than like like a demon type of sound. But it's silhouetted, hulking, every bit of five and a half feet wide, 13 to 14 foot tall, pitch black. The one thing that ran through my mind when I had this encounter was I don't have a big enough gun. Your host, two-time witness and field researcher for more than 40 years, William Jevning. Welcome to Creek Devil. All right. Um, well, I um, moved from the Northeast, Massachusetts area, down to North Carolina. Uh, moved down about 10 years ago. Um, how could I? Um, I guess I should start right from the beginning. We bought a house in Western North Carolina. Um, one day I'm building, I'm, I've got, I got my home. I bought a relatively new home, but I wanted to redo it. It was uh, pre-owned from somebody for about three years. It was about a three year old home. I got the home and while I was in the process of gutting the home, I was putting a deck on in the backyard. Um, I bought this, this land I bought was about 10 acres. Okay. Um, I ended up, I pushed back. There was, um, trees real close to the house. I, I, cut down all the trees. I got a backhoe. I, I basically cleared out all the land, probably two, three acres around the home. Well, the home goes back about those two, three acres, right where I stopped. It's, a, it's an incline. It goes down. It goes down probably about 15 feet to a stream. There's a stream right behind the house, about right behind where it goes down. And then my property, the, the 10 acres goes back another, you know, six, seven, eight acres, whatever it was, back to another tree line that's further back. So there's a little field and then there's more trees. On the other side of the trees, there's power lines, you know, power lines that run up and down through the state or whatever. I guess I don't know where they're running power, but, you know, regular power lines. Um, so doing, doing the work, doing the work on the, uh, on the deck, I um, looked out one day, and when I was just in the middle of work, and a quarter of my eye, I just caught something running from one. It was, it was, it's hard to explain. There was, a tree, there was a tree line that stopped, kind of like a shape like a U. And then there was, it was an open spot, and then there was another tree line. On the corner of my eye, I caught something run into the tree, tree line on the other side of the, you know, going away from me, going in and away. Um, so I, I brushed it off as nothing. I don't know. I thought it was a person. It could have been anything, you know, you know, some kid, some corner of your eye. That's the last thing you're thinking of anything like this. Okay. Um, so this, this, this happens one day and I don't think anything of it. About a month or two later, um, about two months later, my garbage. Now I got a, a big garbage bin, one of those big uh, compactors out in the, you know, the big, um, I think it was a 10 yarder and out in my driveway. All right. And I'm throwing all my garbage from cutting the home and doing all that stuff out there. Weird banging going on. My wife says to me, something going out outside. Something, somebody's in their garbage. I hear banging going on. There's animals. Something's out there. I go out there and I, it's at the distance. Now I can't see great. All I can see is a darkness, a shadow. And I walked out there and I said, hey, I was like, because I started getting a little scared. I was going to just run out there and see what's in the, you know, out in the garbage. God only really knows what could be out there. So I yelled and um, whatever it was, it stood up. It was, it was a person. At least I thought it was a person. Stood up, looked at me, couldn't see any figures of anything. Couldn't even see eyes, couldn't see anything, just uh, a shadow. And instead of walking out towards the street, I, I live on the end of a dead end street. Instead of walking towards the road and heading back down towards, you know, society basically I went the opposite way right into the tree line nothing's out there i'm like that's odd that kind of freaked me out um i guess oh i don't know maybe about i don't know maybe four months later now this is we bought the house in in august so now this is probably the middle of winter now Nothing, no, believe me when I tell you the last thing I'm still thinking of is any of this stuff. Just, I'm, I'm always thinking it's a person. I'm not even in the slightest thought of thinking anything about Bigfoot or any that type of thing. Um, so what, one day we're, we're watching TV. We uh, got our windows cracked open a little bit. My wife and I like that always fresh air coming in the house. It doesn't get very cold in uh, North Carolina in the middle of wintertime down here. So we have the window cracked open a little bit. And we hear noises out there, the strangest noises you'll ever hear in your life, like grunts, snorts, all kinds of weird, loud noises. So what the hell is that? So I tried looking out my window, and right where I built my, my uh, where I was building the deck and the addition I was talking about is where my roof line was. So now I couldn't see over to where, I couldn't see basically anything over there. So I ran down the stairs, went out my front door with a flashlight. I ran around the front of my house through my um, garage, my driveway, and I took my flashlight and I shined it on it. 
whatever this thing was, it wasn't a person. It was, um, it was basically like the things I've been researching and watching now, ever since then I've been looking at, you know, all these different YouTube videos and everything else. It was basically, I, I would assume that's a big fight. I guess that's what it was. I can tell you what it looks like, but I, I can't tell you if what it was. It was, it was ugly. It was creepy. It was weird. It's not something you want to see every day. It freaked me out. I, I almost, like you say, the, the, what do they, what do you call that? Your, uh, the underwear changing moment. Your, your, <laughs> oh, oh, that was an under, underwear changing moment and a half. Uh, the only thing I didn't hesitate though. As soon as I saw it, I like my like you know your whole body just goes Ugh! like like you know everything just stops your heart everything when you see it. Mm-hmm. I turned around and ran as fast as I could back to the front of the house, closed the door, and I stood by my downstairs door about thirty minutes. My wife finally comes out. What's going on? What's the matter? I'm still standing there. I don't you're like I don't know if I'm in shock. I don't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I've I've lost my mind. What it was is that there was a uh, there was a creature holding a deer. The deer is dead. It looked like because its head was hanging over, like flopped over. It had the antlers too. The deer. I'm not a big hunter, but um, it definitely was, you know, like an eight pointer. I guess they call it or something. It was definitely, you know, a bunch of antlers on its head. Mm-hmm. The um, but the head is hanging over, slumping over. The thing looks at me. It's kind of leaned over and it looks at me. It's got a silvery like almost like an African, uh, a black person's face, an African-American's face with a silvery tone to his face. That's what the face looked like. Now, I watched now, right, recently all these different shows, and I know you've talked about it before on your um, different things, whatever, Them and Us. Mm-hmm. The only difference of Them and Us is from what I saw, it was, it was here, more here in the face. If you look at that picture, if you put here down further into the face, almost like dreads, like scraggly looking here, dreads like that into the face. I don't know if it was because it just got done raining maybe an hour earlier. I don't know if that, mm-hmm. you know, that's why it looked like that. But um, it had the hair coming like that. Couldn't see the eyes. It was just black pits in the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just solid black in the eyes. Sure. So it wasn't like, uh, yeah, I mean, it. well, let me tell you something. Underwear changing moment isn't the word for it. I'm 48 years old. I've played hockey my whole life. Nothing. I mean, nothing it scares me. I, I think I, I wrote on our email, I, I've gone uh, scuba diving with tiger sharks. I, I'm the first person, I, I have no problem jumping out of a plane, you know, skydiving. I have really, I'm, I'm a thrill seeker. That thing freaked me out. So much so for the last 10 years, I've been reading, watching, like I had emailed you about, just looking to kind of find out about these things. Right. right. So that, that's basically what happened. We, had, we actually sold our home. I, um, I, I got us out of there probably within six months. We sold our home. We moved to, we stayed in North Carolina, but we're more towards the coast now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I got rid. I wasn't, I wasn't staying there. There was no way. Wow. And, and you want to know something too? I, I'll tell you too, Will, is, is I truly believe, and I know, I know you said on the different shows and, and I know I've heard from you that the coyotes, that they eat coyotes and mm-hmm. whatever else that, that was one of the things you said. Right. I think they have a symbiotic relationship with them. Some way, somehow, they have a symbiotic relationship with it because I noticed too around when this was happening, the coyotes were around. Yeah, you know, we heard them down the end of the street. They they'll come they'll come around, and and what it does is it, it really makes these things upset because it kind of ruins their hunting. But the coyotes know they're hunting, so you know, being scavengers, they're going to hang around. Um, and then, it, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, there you go. That just hit it because I was always wondering. I'm sitting myself. I know they have some sort of relationship with each other, more so than just come and go. They must be following them, getting their scrap, their scraps, whatever, something. But they they have definitely something to do with them. Yeah, and and coyotes really wind you know? them out. I mean, they they get ticked off if the you know they they catch wind of the coyotes being close. Yeah, and I've heard you know different times of you you talking about it. You know that when one when they yell, then they all start barking. They all go nuts. You know. Right. Right. Uh, it's fascinating. I mean, it's a fascinating subject. You know, and 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 like I was telling you, the thing that scares me a lot about this this uh, whatever whatever you want to call it, the Bigfoot people, the Bigfoot society. <laughs> right. I mean, there is just so much bull crap. Yeah, you know, there's just so much crap out there. You just don't know what to. I mean, I mean, this this stuff where people where they're um, what do they say? They're like uh, they can go invisible and they can do the other uh, aliens or every time I turn around, there's some new stupid thing. You, you know, that's the thing. You know, I've been around the subject um, in December. It'll be 46 years, and um, it never ceases to amaze me. I mean, 
you have to wonder where common sense is gone with some of this craziness. You know, and, and like like I was telling you too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, just like I think I emailed you too about that uh, the dog man thing. Right. It, it bothers the heck out of me because I say to myself, as as you know, I, I like I told you, I have an engineering degree. All right. I, I look into things. I don't just open my mouth to things. I kind of like to look into things before I talk. And, and, and just to think that there's an upright walking dog. You know what I'm saying? That has feet that can handle it upright. I mean, their, their paws can't even handle standing upright. Right. And, for, for this, this, I, and it's one of those things, you know, I've, I've talked with, uh, I have a good friend that's a, a forensic anthropologist. And, and you know, we, we've had many discussions, him and myself and other people I know that are professionals uh, in the fields of science. And, and it's something that's absolutely impossible, you know, genetically absolutely. and biologically and and what they're seeing, and I, I've even had one or two people, thankfully it's not many, uh, who say, well, you know, listen, listen to all these detailed descriptions. You know, people can convince themselves based on preconceived things that are in their, in their minds. You know, they'll see yep. something and I think, boom, this is what the parameters are for what I saw. When they may watch one too many scary movies. Yeah, and maybe they didn't get very much of a, a good look at what they saw. Now there is there are several different varieties of Sasquatches. One of them does have a slightly elongated face, the typical simian ape-like face, and and that's what people are seeing. They're mistaking that creature yep. and calling it a dogman. And, and there's so many shows, you know. Uh, I don't want to name names or whatever, but you you know the different shows that are the the, the, the dogman shows that are on. Right. And, and I try to listen to them. I'm trying in my mind to have to keep an open mind. You know, I'm about to say, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to keep an open mind as I'm going to listen. And my mind has to be so open, it's my brain's going to fall out. That's how ridiculous the stories are. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, mean, I don't mean to laugh at, at people, you know, witnesses. Um, like I said, I, I think they're, they're I, in fact, I know, because I've been told by my sources that they are, are quite frankly... Mis it's mistaken identity they're seeing one thing and and when i really first looked at what people were seeing i had to think you know what is it that people are seeing when they report things because you get differences well among species you're going to have variations so you're going to have some differences they can't all be carbon copies uh secondly you know what's that person's frame of reference you know and and my, my first degree field was anthropology, then the second one was psychology. And one of the things they talked about at Washington State University where I went um, in, in some of that coursework was the fact that our, our brains will record what comes in through our senses verbatim. So we can yeah. not even be paying attention if a TV or radio is on in another room, but we hear it. Even though we're not paying attention, our brain is recording that stuff. So when a situation comes in front of us, let's say, you know, somebody encounters one of these things and it just happens to be the type three, the, you know, the, the one with the elongated face, um, their brain immediately is trying to scramble for answers. What is that? And so it grabs yeah. whatever's in that frame of reference and slaps it on there. And that's a conclusion they come to. And I think a lot of people, like you said, have watched one too many scary movies or, you know, they're, they're predisposed to having an interest in that particular thing. I, I know I had a friend who was um, uh, an outdoorsman, a hunting guide and in Wisconsin. And he said, Wisconsin, they're absolutely infatuated with werewolves. You know, it's, it's like the predominant Halloween costume. And he said it permeates. And that's like the breath road and all everything, right? The breath road or whatever. I've, I've heard right. those stories up there too. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, you get people that are sort of predisposed. It's like the whole, you know, vampire phenomenon. You know, you get all these people that are into all these vampire, vampire things. And, my, uh, my daughter, my 21-year-old is sure. into it. <laughs> she, she, you know, watching all those Twilight movies, you know. And, you know, it's a lot of fun for people. I, you know, I have no problem with that. But when it sort of bleeds over into reality, then, then I sort of have a, an issue with that. I think that from, from what, going to what I went, what I saw... I think that your brain, if, if you truly see what I saw, 
your brain freezes like uh, it's it, like you said it scrambles mm-hmm. it, it, it goes into a, a, a different mode it just it just doesn't act like like you would sit there rationally and thinking about things it, it it's the like the thought where oh my god am i gonna die what am i gonna do what is that like like you just go something happens to you and i don't know if it's like going into shock i don't know what it is but something happens to you at that moment I, and I, I could see if right i think we go into flight or fight mode instantly when you encounter one of these things at least i did yeah yeah i know i've 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 looked at your and and and, and you know our, our, i know you've been on the different programs and i've heard different uh, people with their experiences that they've done mm-hmm. i i can't understand anybody from my life i know that's always a crap it's a bullcrap story when somebody says that they started to leave and then they stopped to get themselves you know, all, uh, when they say, um, organized before they can go, that's bull. It, it believe is. me, the, I was going to trip on my knees to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. I, I always joked, um, you know, it's, it's probably not the nicest thing to say, but I, we used to joke about, you know, the thing was going to break its neck, slipping on the trail of crap I was going to leave behind me. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, but realistically, you know? yeah, you're, you're the, you're either, you're either going to fight, and it's not likely. What's going to happen in the no. vast majority of cases is There's you're no going to turn there. and run like hell. Um, you know, my first encounter. Well, I, I kid I, you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I kid you not. I mean, I played hockey my life. I was I, I, growing up all the way up until I was, I'm not proud of it. Nothing scares me. I, I'm, I was always the first one to look for a fight. I was always a punk ass, whatever, a jerk growing up. There's no fight in this hand. There's no fight. Believe me, when, that's when you say there, there's no fight, fight unless you got, you know, a couple guns on you. There's no fight. Believe me. And, and even so, you cases, know, anybody who thinks, you know, I, I've I had a rifle myself. Granted, it was only a 22, but I had a rifle. Uh, but I've talked to a lot of people that had all sorts of firearms with them. And yeah. what they chose to do was run. They didn't. They knew. I mean, you know, when you see something the size of it, for one thing is the puny little gun you're holding, no matter what the caliber is, isn't going to do a hell of a lot to it. So what's the point of shooting it? Going to make it real mad. Going to make it yeah, real gonna mad. Going to make it real angry. Yeah. Yep. And then you have to consider if real you angry. shoot it, where are the others in, the, in that group? Because there almost always are multiple individuals. Right. I mean, I can't even judge how tall, how big. I just saw this thing was wide, and I saw its face. It was down... Where I explained the end of my, where I cleared out my property and where the hill goes down, it was mm-hmm. down a couple of steps, but I don't know how far down. Right, I went right. back there next day, and like I said, it had been raining and stuff, and it was muddy. I couldn't tell. There was, there was no signs of anything next morning. you know. But I couldn't tell. He could have been down two, two three you know, steps down. He could have been down eight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw about from his, about his head, you know, his um, top of his stomach, maybe chest up. Mm-hmm. And that's where he was holding the deer, and the deer's head was flopped over. And I looked at him to see what he had, like, you know, like, boom, boom, oh, shit. He didn't make a sound at me. He didn't do anything. Just looked at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just looked. Like, I think I startled him, you know? Probably. But, um, and, yeah, and, and I did see... The, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, he definitely had fangs, though. I was, try, I was trying to oh. decipher what I saw between the, the flat teeth or the fangs. Right. He definitely had fangs because he had his mouth halfway open when he looked at me. It didn't. It didn't bear its teeth at you or anything. It just you just saw no. its mouth open. Okay. Yep. See, yep. that's yeah, almost like he was breathing. That's a distinguishing feature between the types, and I've I've explained this numerous times to people uh, and on shows. There are two major species groupings. One grouping is like what you see in the Patterson film. We call I call that, I, and I don't know. I mean, I, I still have to kind of iron it out with my uh, my major inside contacts you know how these how these different subspecies sort of fall into place but so I call the one major grouping type one or the species grouping A and species grouping B the grouping A has what I call type 1's and type 4's in it and, and type 1 is what you see in Patterson's film those typically have the blocky, what's described as like Lincoln log teeth, no canine. Right, that story of the kid, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read that. I read that story. Yeah, no canines or anything like that. The type fours aren't a whole lot different. There, there are some differences between the two, but 
I don't, I'm not going to elaborate on that right now. Then there's species grouping B that has type 2s and 3s in it. Those are the ones with the pronounced canines, uppers and lowers. Um, a little nastier creature than the other species grouping. Uh, they'll go on all fours as often as they will bipedally. Um, some, and some other characteristics that are, that are different. So what you described it, and you said it looked very much like the them and us photo or a picture, you know. Yeah, it did. It did. Like I said, the only difference I would put on it is that face was I put a little more silvery of a face to that. At least that's what it looked like to me. Unless it was sweat, you know, glitter like the moisture on it. I don't know, but it looked a little silverier to the face in that. Okay. And right. it also too had almost like dreads, right down in the face, right. like down. It, you know what I'm saying? It had stuff coming down to the eyes. Right, and and that's something so, too. I mean. So, you know, the hair is going to be a little different. Uh, and again, between individuals, you know, you've got that variation within a species. So you've got some differences. Uh, they're not all cookie-cutter creatures. I mean, uh, that's one of the yeah. things. Well, they're probably like us, I figure, too. You know, they they got yeah. all the individuals, you know. A- absolutely. I mean, you look, you look at, you could look at a group of them and say, okay, those are all Sasquatches. But you could pick out individuals. I'd have to say these type are definitely creepier than a Patterson Patterson type. They are, and and they are uh, they, more aggressive. They're more vicious. And, and, you know something too, and you know I, I've gone I've as far as the searching like the hominids and seeing where they are. I'm, these things have to be all different branches. Each, in other words, a Patterson type went a branch this way. This type went this way. This, you know what I mean? That's right. everything I can think of because they're definitely not steps in evolution. Like this one's further back than this one. No. No. I think it's a different branch. Sure. And, and you know, something that scientists have found out, uh, I read some time ago that um, they, they say that there were as many as seven different types of hominids living at the same time. We're the only ones, supposedly, that still exist. Um, There's at least four or five more that we don't, that, that we'll talk about and, for and, sure. And they have no idea how many there were. They know of seven. Yeah. So yeah. So you, if they knew of seven, there's probably fourteen, right? <laughs> right. And and the you know the, you double it. Yeah. And the situation with that is, you know, you're not going to line all these different species of hominids up, and they're not all going to be people. Just because we're the only surviving, yep. you know, hominid supposedly, doesn't mean that another one is going to look like us. In fact, they might did all look very hear, different. Did you listen? I'm sure you did that uh, that study of the guy that talked about what the Neanderthals probably looked more like that, and not like us at all, more like that beast like I saw. Right, Danny Vendor. It was an English guy did that study. Yeah, v- I truly Vendorini. believe that. I because can... I don't believe that the bones, the bones can show as much as they think they can. Right, and you know, and here's the thing, you know, now because and and I went to one of the one of the early labs back in the early '80s when I was uh, when I was majoring in anthropology. In Montana, they had uh, the University of Montana had one of the uh, one of the labs where they taught students how to do that. But see, the, here's the thing: you can't take just any skull and get a recreation from it, not an accurate one. We can with human skulls because we've studied the heck out of ourselves. We know all the soft tissue thicknesses and, and all that stuff, so we can get a pretty accurate picture of us. But when you take right. another species, you're, you're, it's guesswork. I mean, there's no way of knowing how yep. how thick the soft tissue is. Especially were. when you see these bones too. You, you know, they're, they're, the eyes are bigger than ours. This yes. and that. They're slightly off of us. You know what I'm saying? The mouths. You see the jaws on them are, are larger. So there's definitely something else going on there. That's why I believe in my head. You know what? I could see that same creature being that. I really could. Sure. I, you know, I try to keep an open mind to it, and there's no doubt in my mind and... that if these things are around now, and Neanderthal was supposedly before. I had any inkling of these things was supposed to be one of our closest relatives. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then that this might be something of a Neanderthal or a, a branch off a Neanderthal or something very close. Or some, yeah, something very similar. Just another yes. one of those species, you know, different. Um, I, I tell people, and, and I'll actually send you um, an email. Uh, it's a PDF version of, of Vendramini's book, Them and Us. Um, I, I always I tell people if they were to read through that, get rid of the sexual component, replace Sasquatch with Neanderthal, you might have exactly what we have going on, and and it's not a pretty picture, but there's there's a lot of similarities. Um, 
you know, and, and there's a lot to go into with that. And, and we can talk about that, you know, through emails, but, uh, or another time, but, um, I don't know if you've ever looked deeply into, you know, probably you, you got so much going on out there. You probably wouldn't even think much about looking into North Carolina much, but something that I've recently after this all happened, started really looking into this state. Now this state was, was only taxes have gone so high from New York up into new England that a lot of the people that used to retire into Florida mm-hmm. now go to North Carolina cause it's cheaper. And so it's only become populated in the last 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. I truly believe there's so many different open pockets of these things through this state. I watch all the sightings. Were the sightings all around me here? Mm-hmm. They're all over. I mean, they're, they're literally next to a city where you wouldn't even think. Yeah, the Uari Forest, but you got the Appalachians, you got the Uari Forest, and then there's other patches all through the state, all the northern. I mean, it's amazing. And, and here's, all through this state. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm actually getting more and more contacts there and, and in that part of the country. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention first was that you're you're in good company when you describe what you saw as looking very much like that uh, them and us picture. I've talked to quite a few people in that part of the country, and by that I mean the you know the southeastern part of the country that say that exact same thing. What they saw very very closely resembles that picture. Um, yeah, and of course that is that is the type two what we call the type what I call the type two. Um, I'm trying to think what else I was going to go. I was going in another direction. I sort of got, I had to stop and say that, but um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Oh, I was going to mention too about um, where people would think, you know, fairly, these things, you know, sightings fairly close to populated areas. Here's the thing with that. We're sloppy. I mean, we are so far removed from what put us in the position we are in, in the world, in nature, uh, that we've forgotten where we came from so we leave a lot of food items around and these guys are opportunistic i mean they're predators but they're opportunistic also they're going to come and get whatever's an easy meal and we leave and i mean not just food things but our pets domestic animals all kinds of things so they're going to come in they're going to come in and take advantage of that that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of the power lines because there's a stream that runs behind my house. Like remember I told you on the bottom of the hill, there's a mm-hmm. stream. And then on the other side of that, there's power lines. I was wondering either the stream area or the power lines are both. But I'll say one thing, my property, I've never seen so many deer. I mean, every morning we would wake up and see six to eight deer out in the yard. Every morning. Do you know so, what? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people don't understand. Uh, I mean, it's been known for many, many years. Lots of sightings around power lines, railroad tracks. Roads are the number one place for their sightings. There's a reason for all of that. Animals will follow the path of least resistance. They're not going to go out and fight the brush when there's a nice open area they can traverse. So those are those are game trails. And predators hunt right. along game trails. I remember a story of a, of a gentleman that you had on the show, uh, and, and he was talking about coming over the hill on a uh, quad or whatever, mm-hmm. and he had seen a bunch of them in the distance go running. Right. And, right. He, you know, I guess he was talking about how fast they skid and went off to the side or whatever in there. That's what I'm thinking of the back, my, that's a, the rear, the way it is in the back of the yard. It's very wide, uh, not railroad, uh, power lines. Mm-hmm. It's a very wide area. It's probably like 30 feet of just grass. You know sure. what I'm saying? Where the power lines were cleared away. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, I could see that being exactly the path that they're going to walk through. Sure. Especially the deer, you know what I mean? Coming deer through, they're eating the grass or whatever they eat. Absolutely. So, you know, if you hang around the edges of those areas, you know, you, all you have to do is wait for a meal to come along. And me not be, me being a, a slob myself, throwing all our stuff into that uh, big dumpster, you know what I mean? I didn't even have the dumpster. You know how the, it latches and opens? Right. I had it open. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was open on, on, on the front side where they could pick it up or whatever on that side. And that's where I was so freaked out. I walked out of my garage. Now, my driveway was um, from the garage doors where I stepped to the end of the garage door to where the dumpster was. was probably, I don't know, maybe 50 to 60 feet. It wasn't close. It was mm-hmm. a big driveway. I mean, I could, we played basketball out there or whatever. You know, it was a big, big long driveway. Matter of fact, you used to have to take a quad to go up to my mailbox. There was no way you were going up to the mailbox walking. But anyway, um, that's where he stood up over there in the dark, that shadow. And that's why I started, it really bothered me because I kept replaying that in my head, replaying that. Was that one of them? It had to be. It walked into the, mm-hmm. into the middle of nowhere. 
Right. You know what I mean? So after I saw this one with the deer, that's why I started thinking maybe those other signs were them. You right. know, that's, but that's a short time. Well, we're not talking over 10 year period. I'm talking as a house eight months, nine months. Oh, it was amazing. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I was in crazy. Oh, it's a, these things can, has, can happen very quickly. These incidents. You know, I hear different things about how they kill this animal. I don't know if it was the animal I was hearing snouting or him, but it was the weirdest noises. It'll give you nightmares, the noises I heard. It was... Like, it was weird noises, man. That's what freaked us out. We're sitting there, we're looking at each other in the bed because we're watching TV laying in the bed going, what the F is that? You could hear it just outside the the house then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like I said, my window was open about maybe three, four inches. Right outside of my, my bedroom was, you look down, is right where my, I was putting the, um, the addition. I built a deck, and then I built a top over it. I built a little addition, like a three-seasons sunroom type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I had just put in the roof and the shingles on there, and right where they were is right where, when I look out, I couldn't see them. It was about 75 feet, but I had the roof line where, where the, uh, the pitch of the roof comes up. Yeah. It was like right there. I couldn't see. I couldn't see over it to right where they were. So I grabbed this little $1 flashlight I got at, you know, Lowe's or wherever, ran down there, didn't turn it on until I got right out there. And I went, boop, find it right in his face and just stopped doing what he was doing and looked at me. I turned it back off and ran like the dickens. <laughs> I think I would have too. <laughs> man, man like I said, like you say, that, that's why those underwear changing moments are are, are no they're not a joke. They're, I mean, very serious, very serious. Well, I, I don't want to tell you, I didn't shit my pants, but I did something else a little bit in my pants. You know what I mean? I, 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 I probably pissed a little in my pants at the moment because yeah. I, 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 I lost all. Yeah. It's hard to explain to somebody. It's almost like, did you ever get in a car accident? And that moment when your heart stops and you get scared, like, you don't like that. Boom. Mm-hmm. Oh, your heart's racing. That's the feeling. I, I suspect That's the it, feeling. I suspect that in prehistory, and we know this from what a lot of native people have told me, uh, that these things probably uh, predated on us. I mean, they they eat everything, so and they're the, certainly the top of the food chain. So I, I have a feeling when a lot of people have these encounters, um, there's some kind of a genetic memory at work there, and and that probably, you know, is what gets that response. I think you're right. You know, like I said, I've read and you just, like when I don't know something, I just go nuts reading. I just, I have to know, you know what I mean? I got to find out. I got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I've just read everything. And I think you're right on that. You know, I think there's a lot to that. You know, there's a memory to us to to, to looking at those, like you said, and just knowing that this is trouble. Like when everybody says when they know and they're being looked at, you know what I mean? Something's watching them. You you do, you know, you really know, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't in that situation, but I could see it, you know? Oh, yeah. I could definitely see it. But, um, I, I you know, I, I watch, you know, I listen to your show all the time. I've watched all, listen to all your stuff. And, you know, I go through all these different ones. I don't know if you know the um, the guy that died in the, the Texas area, the researcher guy, the old guy, um, mm-hmm. Robert Dobson. Right. Dobson, he just died recently. Mm-hmm. I don't remember one day. I don't listen to him much because he was, he's kind of a cranky, you know, guy, whatever. But he, but he, but he was something, something about him was honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I watch, when I listen to him, when I'm talking, one thing he said that grabbed me. Somebody asked him a question. We went on some show and they did an interview with him, and they asked him about that dog man. Mm-hmm. He said, "No, that's a bunch of bullshit." He said, "Bullshit." He said the word bullshit. He said, "I've seen over a hundred of these things. I've never seen nothing look like that." I mean, he went right out on them. You know, all after them. No way. I've seen over a hundred of these things. I've never seen nothing like that. He said, but "Probably just a bigfoot." Somebody just like you said. Yeah, and you know? and it's funny. Like I said, some people and like and. and Fortunately, not a lot of them, but some people get upset when they say there's no such thing, but, you know, really, there isn't. But what they have to do to themselves, they have to, I know you want it to be maybe true because it's creepy and, oh, it's a scary story to tell yourself. And that. What you have to do is think to yourself, how can this animal exist? Think of, think of the genetics of its feet, running. How could, it, how could this animal, like, evolve to this? It, it just doesn't make sense. It's much better off on four legs. You know, it doesn't it, make sense to stand up. When I was taking my coursework, they, they quoted us a figure. Now, this is back in the 90s. So I'm sure it's, I don't know what the stats are today because I haven't really kept up with psychology. But uh, one of the professors said, when you walk down the street, four out of every ten people 
you pass have some form of psychosis or mental illness. <laughs> I believe thought, I believe it's higher than that. <laughs> I thought, well, that's certainly reassuring, you know. Yeah, no kidding. But the, I but, think it's higher. That's the worst. The scary part for me is I think it's higher. It could be, but she, you know, from she, what I've experienced in my life. But she qualified that, you know, by saying that, you know, not everybody's a raving lunatic. It, there's various degrees, you know, and depending on what the issue is with a person, yeah. it, it could be completely harmless, and in most cases is. But, you know. Is it a form of mental illness? I mean, not in a negative way, but just some quirk a person has that would be classified that way that would cause yeah. them to have a, a predisposition to jump to something like dog man because, you know, whatever their interests are or proclivities, you know, makes them think that. And if you that, talk to these that. people, well, yeah, and if you talk to these people, because I've talked to a couple of them, there's no convincing them. Yeah, right. There's no convincing them at all. No, you're wrong. I believe this. This person saw it and whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, they're, you know, they're locked in. And I think all this is, you know what? Show, and, and, I, and I ask them too. I says, do me a favor. You see all these pictures of Bigfoot online, all the ones that, you know, maybe like you said, maybe four out of ten are, are legit, okay? Mm-hmm. But that, if you look at that, show me a Bigfoot, uh, show me a Dogman one. The only one that they ever come out with is that one that picture in Ottawa, and that's, that's a Bigfoot. Right, exactly. The one with the snout, he's holding a rabbit or whatever he's holding in his right. hand. Yeah, that's you pro- know the old picture. Yeah, that's if that's real, it's probably a Type Three. And it, and it does. It looked like an honest picture because I guess nobody saw it till like eight years later. Yeah, or something after it was taken. You know, so who knows? But like you said, today everything can be faked. So, you know, with technology today is. I, I know you don't know what to believe. You know, people ask me all the time. You know, do you think this picture is legit? And do you think that one's legit? And I look at things, and you know, there, there's a couple out there. I, and I would say in YouTube that look pretty good. Um, you know, there's one up in Canada where the thing is lying down. There's a family who stops, and there's snow on the ground. It gets up and it and it walks off. To me, that one looks legitimate. But there's very little else out there. I would say looks legit. People say, well. What about the Freeman film? It's fake. Uh, yeah. The way I know it's fake, and you'd only see a few seconds, is because it's bobbing up and down when it walks. Sasquatch does not walk yeah. that way. That's the way a human. I know works. they don't bend. Their their knees are bent always. Exactly. And just his reaction too. I don't like his reaction. And there he goes. Let me go look. I, I, that, that's the forget it. No, I'd be shitting my drawers. Oh my god, I gotta get out. Of, you know what I mean? You're not gonna <laughs> go running after it. This guy goes running after it. No. The, that you know that's a dead giveaway when somebody starts running after it almost always unless they got a, a death wish yeah they're and, not running after and, believe and, me and when something goes on youtube or out in the public the first thing you know i i raise, it raises a red flag with me because I, i'm thinking okay what are they trying to get out of this i i would send a picture and i think it's legitimate it's on my latest book um from michigan it was taken in 2009 and it, it's it's a clear daylight photograph. The creature's running away from whoever took the picture, and I say whoever because the people who took the picture, the family, they want absolutely nothing to do with it. They deny what's in the picture. Um, you know, they're saying it's a bear, it's this, it's that. Uh, right. A friend of the family actually was given the picture because they didn't want it, and and that person sent it to me. Um, so there was no interest in getting attention from it whatsoever you know they wanted nothing to do with it so that and what i mean it looks like very closely you know the the dimensions and hair and everything from what i've seen myself i've seen three of the creatures uh so to me i I think it's a legitimate pick but um there's so much that's just you remember you remember the one that i asked you to look at for me it looked like a chimp yeah uh, to me, that looked like a legitimate one because it ran and jumped around like a chimp, and it was making noises like a chimp. I thought that that was one, an adolescent, a small one, whatever. It could be, yeah. I mean, I, no, I've heard noises that sound like chimps from these things. In fact, we, we were up camping at Mount Rainier uh, number, probably 10 years ago. Oh. Sorry about that, phone's, phone's ringing. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, um, it'll it'll stop in a moment. Don't worry about it. Anyway, we were camping up by Mount Rainier, me and and some of my old buddies, 
that I've known, you know, from school. But um, about 100 feet above us, we were camped back against this mountainside and had a big fire going. We were sitting around talking, and then one of the guys says, what's that? So we all stopped talking and listening. And listen, and about 100 feet above us, up this slope, uh, you could hear two whatever's making vocalizations and I won't say it was Bigfoot because we don't know but I, I don't know what else it could have been and that area was an area that was very active uh, with these creatures one of them was walking back and forth and you could tell it was walking back and forth and it was kind of chattering and I can't even describe the chatter it was a weird noise and the other one was stationary but it was making chimp noises and it was the damnedest thing all of us ever heard and we're all sitting there kind of looking at each other like yep. what the hell's going on up there well, I, I've heard I've heard different ones of that. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I surmised what it was, obviously, but um, very strange, very strange. And I wonder too if they do more of that while they're adolescents, and then when they get older, they they quiet down with that type of noise or something. I wonder. It could you know? be sure. Have you heard the? Have you heard the? You've, I'm sure you've heard the. What is it? The Morgan? Those um, uh, the the Sierra sounds of uh, yeah. them talking the, mm-hmm. the the noises. Those sound legit to you. You know, the the problem I have with that is of all the sounds recorded, that's the only one ever been recorded that sounds like that. Um, there are other sounds that have been recorded that you get roughly the same sound recorded in, and I'll use an example. In 1974 in Snohomish, Washington, which isn't too far from where I grew up, there was a recording made, and, and it's a really creepy scream you hear it all in this you know kind of echoey in this canyon uh i've heard something very similar recorded in oregon and northern california so up and down the coast you're getting a very similar kind of a noise uh if you've got a living species of creature they should be making kind of similar noises so in that case we do get the same kind of noise up and down the entire coast right uh, you're getting you're getting yourself your uh, own you're getting confirmation basically you know what bang a and b make c type of thing you know yeah, you're, you're getting right. consistency with those noises yep, it's the, the only time and of course you know i, I knew renee Hinden and john green and people like that and and they all dismissed it as hoaxed um and when you listen to them to me it, it, it almost sounds like a human voice making the noises so yeah whether it is or not i don't know i mean i i've never really made a decision about those but um, he seemed to get the most out of it too that's the thing that bothered me a little man i heard him on everything oh sure, sure. i mean everything i mean he was on that um that one in the desert show he was on i mean just everything mm-hmm. everywhere right so that kind of worries me too that somebody's out everywhere pushing and stuff so uh, not not yes or no it's not a definitive but just something to think about you know oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you one thing too will there's there's something that i've been i've been meaning to there's an area out in Oregon mm-hmm. that I've read and I've, I mean, I have like opened up besides North Carolina, I've opened up the pages on Oregon and I don't know. I think I, I think I emailed you. There's an area of, um, I think, I think it was prospect and it was that crater Lake area. Oh yeah. Prospect yeah. Oregon and crater. Mm-hmm. There is a nasty bunch up there. Oh yeah. I've, I've recorded <laughs> seven people have gone disappeared out of there in like the last three years. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good, okay. I mean, not that, a good area. No, no. That um, that's why I said if somebody doesn't believe, like you watch the the Bigfoot guys, well, not finding Bigfoot guys, go there, do their by their camp by themselves in a cold winter's night, and, and get yourself the, the the deer calls or whatever, like a moose call, out there and go go see what happens out in those places. It's, it's oh my god, those are, I wouldn't want to go. No, it's not a place. I mean, people always say, "Oh, I want to see one." Well, you really don't. <laughs> and and so, why would you though? Why? That's like saying I want to go in that woods and find a tiger. Right. I want to go watch a tiger. Yeah, you better stay the hell back. You and, know, and people don't understand it. I mean, num- number one, they always, for many years, have thought, oh, they're just this big hairy ape-like creature, just kind of bumbling around through the woods. Well, they're not, because if they were, this would have been a done deal a long time ago. But they're not that way. Um, you got two things fighting against you there. You got the Harry and the Hendersons making it look that way, and then you got Chewbacca and Star Wars looking like, <laughs> hey, these are big, hairy creeps. I'm, I'm serious. Right. This is what people think in their head. They see this animal. You know what? It's probably not that bad. We can make friends with it. 
in certain places you like know? you mentioned, you know, there are places you definitely do not want to go. Even even myself being prepared with a team going in a place like that, um, you got to have a bunch of contingency plans and be thoroughly prepared because places like that they're going to eat you. I mean, that's that's just you the heard the line. story. You heard the story about the one that I think they were heading to Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. The, the father and the son that pulled over, and right. that's where they were in prospect. They yes. went to take the, go to take a pee or whatever. They said that there was no less than fifteen of them coming all right. around that. They were zigzagging their way into them, and they barely got out of there. That the story kind of creeped me what out. Right, because what is a gun going to do for you when 15 of them are coming at you? Oh, you're Unless good. you got an Uzi and there's about 10 of you, you're screwed. Pretty much. And those guys had you know, not gotten the truck and got out of there. And the one thing, I, I think they, they thought they ran over its toes or something, it was that close. Uh, yeah. Had they not got out of there just in the nick of time, they probably would have vanished. Yep, nobody would have, and there would have been something, a uh, beer got them. Yeah. It's always a poor beer, you know? Oh, sure. Every time I turn around, this poor beer, I tell you, he takes a bad rap for every time from the Bigfoot. <laughs> he really does. Every time I turn around, it's the bear. It's the bear. Right. Trust me. You see that face, that's not a bear. Forget the running on two legs and all that stuff. You look at that face, that's not a bear. Yeah. No, I... That's a, it's almost a person that's a real disformed. And I think I even emailed you on something else. I remember a while back, I, I emailed you. I think it actually had some sort of um, dyslexic look to it, if that's yeah. a nice way of putting it. Sure. It had a weird look to its eyes, like cross-eyed almost. It mm-hmm. looked weird to mm-hmm. me. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but that's the feeling I got when I got, you know, an hour later after I was thinking about it. That's right. the feeling I got. Yeah. So I don't know if there's inbreeding going on with these things. I, you know, I, I don't know. Well, some places, I mean, it really depends on location. Um, you know, we get variations because of physical barriers, you know, from one area to the next. If the, if the breeding pool, um, you know, is sort of confined or whatever, there might be some differences, could be disease, could be a lot of different things. I mean, you know, people don't consider all the different factors that affect, you know, humans and other, and other animals, the same things apply to these things. So there's going to be those factors uh, that cause those different things, and and there are, um, you know, there are certain pockets of uh, one su- one of the subspecies that they're, you know, very thin and kind of emaciated looking, and and uh, so we get that in some places. So, um, yeah, yeah th- I mean, there there are those different characteristics. I mean, I mean, think of this in your worst nightmare for people who who want to go find this thing and go look at it and go play flute or whatever, or whatever you, you talked about in years past, go play. I mean, think of this animal. I would really say that you're safer going in the woods with a, with a Siberian tiger roaming the woods. He's going to want to get away from you more than this guy. This guy's going to at least be interested in you as soon as you enter the woods. Whether he attacks you or not, he's going to want to see you, put eyes on you. He's going to do, let me tell you, stay away from these things. Absolutely. I don't know what they're... I don't know what their control base is, and I know, people say, I think the government, no, 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 I know the government knows all about these things. Mm-hmm. I have read so much stuff, there is no way in hell, they do, and they're trying to control it. And I think they're doing a horrible job at it, you know what I mean? I think that the problem is, is what you talked about some months ago, or years ago, probably years ago, because uh, it was on an old YouTube, mm-hmm. when you talked about all the areas getting cut down, the trees getting cut down, and now grass growing, mm-hmm. and you get a, a boom in population of these things because the deer are now Correct. you know exploding. Also, mm-hmm. I truly believe that that there's more that there, and also too, like you said, our habits have changed. Yes. you know we're not going out and shooting everything like we used to. Now we're you know everyone wants to hug a tree now. Well, and look what look what some of the other animals like cougars and and animals like that are doing. You know we're seeing more aggressiveness towards people, even coyotes. Because we don't, we've stepped down from what we are naturally. And, and people say, oh, no, we need to be civilized. We need to be all these things. Well, come on, folks. We're really not those things. People, you Growing know, up in Massachusetts, well, growing up in Massachusetts, we never saw a coyote. We never saw, I don't know, I don't know if it's a caribou or a moose. I'm not sure, but it's one of the two. I, I'm not a big hunter, but I remember them talking about it on the news. Mm-hmm. By the time I left there, we had coyotes regularly, 
down, you know, in our neighborhood. We, right. we never were, were shocked. We never even saw hawks. We yeah. could have grown up. Mm-hmm. Now hawks were back. Coyotes were back. And um, like I said, whether it be a caribou or a moose or whatever it was, they were supposedly found back into the parts of Massachusetts, you know, mm-hmm. into the Berkshire areas, which they hadn't been seen, they said, in their 50 years, right. you know. So, uh, so what you're saying is true. There are everything is making massive comebacks. Yeah, and, and there, some good, you know, some things you want to see good, but oh, sure. I don't know about these. Well, and, and again, you know, animal behave, behaviors are different because we're modifying our behavior. And, and realistically, it's not natural. I know a lot of people might disagree with that, but look at what we are naturally. Look at what got us where we are. And now we're trying yep. to alter that. And, you know, it may not be a good thing. A lot of left wing uh, people would have, you know, trying to, which I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying anything about that because I'm kind of more left wing than right. But I mean, as mm-hmm. things for that, I think a lot of the, the laws and the different things now are too much for, you know, everything. Like you said, gun, everything's just tightened down so much to where with nobody does, like you said, like you walked out now years ago with a gun and shot in the air when the thing was around. Nobody would do that now. They wouldn't even go out with a gun now. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. They, I, yeah, you know, I, I think behavior. Well, you can't. You you shouldn't legislate behavior. I mean, that's <laughs> it's just kind of wrong. But that's what everybody's doing yeah. these days. So, um, it's one of those things. If I you mean, look at numbers of hunters, I looked at stats, statistics of of numbers of hunters per state. So I look North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I looked down there. It is literally like a third of what it was only like twenty years ago. Oh, and there's another factor affecting amazing. that. Something I just found out that's uh, affecting that also. And that's PETA is out trying to buy up hunting tags to reduce the really? amount of hunters. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, they even say, look, they, not for nothing, but these things aren't kept under wraps a little. It's deer and everything else. Don't they overpopulate and disease and all kinds of problems with Correct. them? You know, you know, I've heard all, yeah. And being from Washington State originally, I live in California now, but um, I, I was looking at some statistics i did kind of a random search different states around the country um and and i thought well let me look at my home state and see what they say so i looked at fishing game and they actually call the deer population on the website an infestation wow so i mean that was the whole point of hunting was to kind of kind of thin them out a little bit and kind of keep the population You know, at a at a, at a when, when some new strain of disease, when some new strain of disease well comes out that they find it's because of you know all the infestation, right. then they'll worry about hey, you know what, maybe this wasn't the right, you know, mm-hmm, exactly. that's the next the next step that we go through, you know, as a, as a as a country, yeah. Which I'm already fed up to my you know with everything else going on in the world, but um, you know, it, it, and like I said, I truly believe 100 percent that these things, I. I well, I would I'd be willing to stand up with my hand on a Bible, and I think probably eight out of ten of them would kill you or abduct you faster than you could say Jack's back. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean I, I from what I saw that animal had nothing when he looked at. Let me tell you something. I felt like if I stayed out there, I was I was going to be the the deer. Probably wouldn't have been. That's a good what thing. I felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I felt like I was going to be the deer, and then then I watched now all these shows, and there might have been other ones around them. Exactly. I didn't see anyone else, but I'll bet you there was something around them. Sure. For all I know, someone might have been watching me from my side woods or somewhere else. Like I said, I, on the other side of my, I was almost surrounded on three sides of woods. Typically, when I was out in the middle, I bet you. Typically, there's there's four to six individuals in a group. And if you see one, you can you can bet there's usually more around. Yeah. I believe it, like it says, but I didn't see any. I just saw that one. But I, I started reading later on about that saying, Man, I wonder if you know, you said to yourself, maybe there was one right around because I didn't go to the end of the house. Mm-hmm. What if there was one right up against the house, like two feet from me, and I didn't even know it? I, really, you know, Could I started thinking about all that. Like, sure, yeah, because I had um, a, there was a where I was building the deck. There was so much like piled wood and everything. I, I mean, one could have been around there. But the piles of wood were like eight feet high. Yeah. So how, who knows what could have been around one of these turns? Yeah. How would you know? Uh, all I'm, yeah, you know, and it, and it. Let me just tell you something. It, it, to this day, I don't. Anything, just that moment, that that just that moment, I flash the light on it. Mm-hmm. I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night, and I and I see that, and I wake up. Oh yeah, I, you know, I, I see that all the time, and, and some like sometimes it, this is going to sound strange to people. I don't know if this is a psychological thing when you, in times of stress, I sometimes I see that. 
oh, when yeah. something wild happens. My kid goes, my kid, my kid uh, left and went up to New York by herself. We didn't know, you know, things was, uh, all of a sudden I got this in my head. I started thinking this more often then. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was times of stress. I, all of a sudden I started seeing this. I don't know if it's like it says, it's because I was naturally scared, you know, for her, I was nervous. So that I went right back in the mind, back to a, a scary situation. I don't know. And, and but, I'll tell you, a lot of people, I've talked to so many people over the years that have expressed that exact kind of a feeling. Um, many times, it just kind of put them in a. I, I, I the only thing I can say it's probably like PTSD. And talking with them, it was therapeutic for them. I've been told that so many times that it was just to get it off their chest to somebody. And, and I'll tell you how I felt. I think I could word. I think I could poetically put that because I wrote it to you. Now this has been ten years, and we've made a solemn swear to never tell anybody about this stuff. We told I think somebody my 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 uh, brother-in-law at the time, and they it's the bear, and you know we just you know what? don't even bring it up to nobody. It's just not. You know, like I said, I have a business, so I'm not gonna you know I don't want to start rambling out around town. You know what I mean? But I think that the the poetic use of word to what to what you're saying in, in as far as that feeling better it felt like i um how was i putting it the other day when i was thinking about it um got a load off no it felt like i gave my problem to somebody else now mm-hmm. you don't get those letters in the mail they say fill this letter out and then send it to somebody else and sure. you're off the hook type mm-hmm. of thing you know when you get kids you do that that's right. how i felt like, like a chain I, felt I sent it off now <laughs> yeah i felt i felt like i sent my chain my problem off now and then it, it wasn't mine no more sure you know what i mean that's what i felt like so and, i don't know if that makes any sense but that's kind of what it felt yeah. like to me well you know i've, I've spoken with people and a lot of times they want to be anonymous and, and don't want their story out or anything, just wanted to talk about it to get it off their chest. Uh, usually high-level professionals. I've had that happen yeah. a number of times. And, um, you know, it was really helpful to them to be able to talk to me about it, um, try to make a little sense of it, and then they were able to move on past that. Some people just get I'm not successful, stuck in I have my own business, Will. You know, I, I'm successful, too, but I'm not a high executive uh, professional like that, but it helped mm-hmm. me a lot. So I thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, just as a little bit. It ain't much. It, you know, talking once here there, like you'd think that. Yeah. But it helps. It does. It really oh, yeah. does. I mean, even writing about it helped. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You, writing about it helped a lot for me. I, I've had um, people who... I'm sorry to interrupt you. You know, it was it was so hard for them to even write anything, let alone talk about it. Um but it helped him to do it. I hear in some of the people that you talk to, the chattering in their voice. It sounds like they're going to yeah. break down mm-hmm. every time they say it. And I have this defensive thing to me where, believe it or not, after this happened, I wanted to go find this thing. Mm-hmm. Only because it, it's it's an odd thing. Don't Let's put it this way. I, can't, I One time I almost got bit by a copperhead. I, two days later, I saw this snake and I punched it into the ground, literally like three feet into the ground with my fist. Oh yeah, I, I can believe something, it. And it you, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a fear. I don't like to feel that fear. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go the other way with it. But sure. when I found out how hopelessly I was out, like I had a nine millimeter. Right. I, I, I would have been screwed. Oh. You know what I mean? I started thinking about it afterwards. That wasn't a smart move, Dave. <laughs> Wouldn't have done anything, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, well, the reason I really did it is because I was worried about my kids. That I'm not always home in the evenings right. when it's dark. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to push whatever it was back. Right. I wanted them to see me out there with fire gun in the air. Let them let them at least know this isn't a safe area for you. Think twice before you come this way. That's mm-hmm. basically what I was trying to do. Well, you, you, you definitely know? want to take take control of your territory with these things and let them know. What do you think about a ten millimeter and uh, those RIP rounds in it the, with a Glock fifteen round? <laughs> you think that? that was, I I've been investigating. I have a, mil, a ten millimeter. I was thinking about getting those RIP rounds, but I don't think I'm, I'm not going to never need it again. But no, no. Now I don't know. I just felt so like my pants were down at one point. I don't want to have that happen again. Oh, I, I just absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, if, I wouldn't recommend shooting at one if you don't have to. I just feel like now, like every time, no, no matter what it is now, like when I go in my backyard now where I live, yeah. I'm still not even that far. There's so much woods in here in North Carolina, and I've looked around. There's been sightings not that far from me, oh, yeah. 12 miles from me. And, but 1998 was somebody saw, you know, turned oh. it in over to the BFRO. Those geniuses over there. Yeah, well, on your property, don't don't have any tall grass or brush up close to your house. 
keep keep at least a fifty foot. I've caught everything. Yeah, keep at least a. Yep, 50 you know what I've barrier. done well. I've. Yep, you know what I've done. I've gotten a backhoe, and I backhoed everything the hell out of there. Oh, there you that's go. That's all pre. Yeah, yeah. I, that's how preemptive I've done. I'm, I'm not, you know. Yeah. So I really don't want to have a problem with my my one of my kids or wife or something coming home one day. And I got a dog too. Absolutely. You know, and other things like to eat dogs, so I just kind of don't want to see the poor dog go to these little puppies. So right, right. God. Well, listen, we're running a little short of time. Um, did you you wanted to ask me something when we were done, correct? Correct. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up, and then we'll we'll chat a little bit afterwards. Well, I thank you. I think you've helped me quite a bit, anyway. Well, I'm you know talking about it does help a lot, and and if I can ever tell anybody in the future out there, this is the one time you're going to ever hear my story out in the out in the society. If it's ever heard by another soul again, please trust me. Do not go looking for these things. It'll be could be the last thing you go do. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Alrighty, well let's we'll wrap up and then you and I'll chat a bit. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Creek Devil. If you or anyone you know has had an encounter with these creatures, please contact us at williamjevning at yahoo.com. That's William, J-E-V-N-I-N-G, at yahoo.com. All communication is confidential. Join us for another program next week. And until then, keep your eyes open out there. <laughs>